Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Alex. Alex is a former guest on the Bonfire Side Chat podcast. So when I saw him on Twitter talking about how he had just finished Bloodborne and had thoughts, I invited him on the podcast so he could share them. I think you guys are going to really love this episode. It's a lot of fun to record, and it's we just have a lot of laughs along the way. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, remember dguspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. played all of them except for demons and uh i don't think i'm gonna go like buy a ps2 or whatever anytime <laughs> soon so i can just i can just uh, leave that one off the table for my my personal souls experience it was yet again another tokyo game show that sony did a presentation and didn't announce that demon souls remastered for ps4 which is just another year another broken heart for me i just Jeez. keep expecting it to happen just crying into your beer I mean, constantly, man. That game really needs a. I think that game could have a like a second life on uh, PS4. Like we could. I think. I think that game would be really, really popular. And it just. I don't I know what the too. limitation is. Well, you. Everyone I'll, who bought, you know, Dark Souls Three would be like, "Oh, I'll buy this." Like, that's all it would take. Oh, absolutely! Like, there's tons of people that I know. Um, there's tons of people in my like little Twitter group that I know that bought Bloodborne as their first Souls game and actually moved backwards. So, yeah. like, they did Bloodborne, and then Dark Souls 3 was the new hotness, so they played that. And then, okay, well, Scholar is on PS4, so I'm going to do that. And then try to figure out how to play, you know, Dark Souls 1 and Demons. And Demons is yeah. the hard one, because it's not on PC, it's not on 360. So Jesus, that is yeah. tough. Like, tough. Uh, can, can you imagine, like, being so dedicated that you go, like, to one of those used game stores to buy an old PS3? <laughs> or is it on PS3 <laughs> or PS2? Like PS3. It's PS3. Okay, well, that's something. You, uh, you like you, you plop down two hundred bucks or something for like <laughs> a ten year old video game console for one game, like for a two hundred and fifty dollar video game. Actually, probably just a two hundred dollar game. You can Demon Souls is basically free. I, I mean, it was on sale for five dollars at one point. Uh, <laughs> I have friends, uh, my friend in London, Cliff, that I podcast with. My other podcast, uh, mm-hmm. we had a listener send him their PS3. Jesus um, to borrow just for Demon Souls, and I had the same thing with a guy named uh, Sean, the lore hunter, who does a mm. lot of like Dark Souls lore uh, gathering. Uh, a friend of his, like he he literally borrowed the PS3 for two months just to play Demon Souls. So yeah, I know exactly the people that you're talking about <laughs> that would do that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I still have my PS3 hooked up for that reason. So yeah, wow. we're we're all crazy on this side of the world. <laughs> What was cool. your uh, what was your first experience with the Souls games? I'll tell you what is my first experience with Souls was hearing about it before I ever played anything. So I was I would just like I didn't have a video game console until I got engaged, and then my wife's sister gave us gave us in quotation marks an Xbox 360, mm-hmm. uh, very very generous engagement gift. Uh, but so I like did not know like I did not know the basic vocabulary of video games except for like you know Game Boy stuff like from when I was a kid. So so you were you were not into like the like you were not keeping up with video games or like you know playing all the latest hotness like you had kind of been away from video games for a long time before oh, you got this 360. Yeah, 100%. My last console was a Sega Saturn. 
Um, <laughs> okay. I love that thing. <laughs> Listen, if we want to talk about Bug, if we want to talk about Panzer Dragoon, I got all the... I have, I have different podcasts for that. So <laughs> don't, don't give up tanks and don't give up whatever Bug would be. I'm at it for later. So. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, so I didn't have... Because I was in college and stuff, moving around all the time. I didn't have a ton of money. So I just didn't play video games. I played a lot of Flash games on my laptop. Uh, uh, I see you, com. Uh, <laughs> but so we got this 360, and I was started like thing. Oh, what video games are fun? Just googling like most fun video games, and like that's how I got <laughs> into contact with Souls uh, the first time. And it's basically like all of the things I read were like, this is a fun video game, but don't play it. You're not good enough for it. Uh, wow. And, yeah, and so I got re- there. Yeah, yeah. Um I got real intimidated. So I was like, oh, this is probably a cool thing, but like it's not for me. Like I remembered my roommate had Mass Effect, so I bought Mass Effect. Like, you know, one of those kind of things. And then it came I had the games with or I had the Xbox Gold and they do the free games once a month. And in I'm going to say it was 2013, Dark Souls the first Dark Souls was a free game. And I just was in the habit of downloading all the games because, like, I'm not going to go pay for a game where they're just giving them to me for free. Absolutely. And uh, so I downloaded Dark Souls. I was like, yeah, I'll give this this a shot. Like, I've played an Arkham game by now. I know that that buttons do things. And... (laughs) And and that's that's sort of what launched me into Souls. And boy, was it tough! Like, boy, was it just a dense, opaque, difficult experience. That sounds about right. Um, <laughs> how, how far did you did you bounce off of it at all, or did you, no. did you continue right through? Well, I didn't have like I continued through because I would my habit was I would just get a video game and play it until I beat it. And then maybe play it some more if there was, like, bonus stuff. And then I would just be done with that video game and go buy a new video. I wouldn't buy more than one video game at a time. So this was, like, this was my allotted video game for the next stretch of time until I was done with it. (laughs) Do you remember about how long that was, just out of curiosity? Months, Jeremy. It took me (laughs) fucking months. I don't know if I can swear on this. You totally can swear. That was the okay. thing I forgot to mention before the show. It, yeah. it took me fucking <laughs> months. And uh, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I, like, and it's weird to go back and think about now that I'm, like, you know, relatively steeped in the lore and know, like, the flow of a Souls game almost. Like, mm-hmm. and, and to know, know that it's okay not to know things for a little while. Like, at the time, if you're just, if you're coming off playing like a Batman game or something, where they tell you the thing that you have to do and point you in the direction to do it, like, to just set you somewhere, like, it was crazy. So I went down from, like, you know, I beat the... I happened to re- read the soapstone that told me to run past the Asylum Demon. So that was that was good. Like, I didn't try and kill it with my broken sword. Excellent. I got out of... Yeah, I got out of the Undead Asylum pretty good. But then I spent a week, maybe trying to fight my way through New Londo. Oh, no. <laughs> because <laughs> I, talked, I talked to the guy. He said, one bell is up, one bell is down. I was like, cool, sounds good. Here's the down road. I'll go do that one. 
it, no. And then it like <laughs> it was so long before I talked to somebody that gave me any more information that I didn't even like I didn't even turn around to look and see, oh, there's a city I bet I can go there. Like I thought this was just the way. Oh, that sounds miserable. Like, cause you you get those two transient curses, but like at that point in the game, you have no idea like what any of that stuff is, or whether you should use it, or how valuable is it. Like, you must have just been were you oh, just yeah. running past the ghost and trying to get as far as you can. Uh, yes, that's a hundred percent what I was doing. And when you're you know level four, it's not very far. Uh, so yeah, that was I did that for at least a week, and until I looked, I it was just like this does not make any sense i'm there must i must be doing something wrong and i looked up a wiki and they like you know how i think it's like ign or something where it's like each each level is a distinct web page and you'll like if you click next it'll tell you what the next thing is mm-hmm. the the next thing after firelink was you know undead berg and i was like oh what's that that's not where i'm going <laughs> that, what is that thing and then, so i clicked into that and i was just like there's a whole other road up there i didn't know there was a road up there I always laugh when I hear people say that they hit New Londo first because my first playthrough of Dark Souls, I don't know how, but I totally missed those stairs going down for probably three quarters of the game. Like it wasn't really? until I was way, way done with the game and somebody was like, I was like, I think I asked somebody online, like, okay, I don't really know where to go. Like I saw a yellow door and they were like, well, have you killed the four kings? And I was like, no. It's like, okay, well go back to that ghost area. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was actually when I beat Blight Town and went back up the back way. It was like, oh, there's stairs here. Like oh that. My God. Yeah, I didn't even see it. What I, was it like? I if you like, uh, if you're if you're looking at the Crestfallen Knight, that's the only that's the path you see. Like mm-hmm. I was just yeah, oh, I was I was ready to tear my hair out before I moved on from that. What was it about the game you think that hooks you so much that even like as you're you know fighting through like ghosts that you can't actually hurt if you're not making any progress that like kept you sticking with the game because like a lot of people at that point would be like well this game's too hard it's bullshit i'm i'm deleting it off the hard drive for you or not uh, one of the things is like i said that was my game for that time like and in video games aren't like i don't know it's not like lifting weights at a certain point there is an amount of weight that you physically cannot lift do you know what i mean like like um mm-hmm. There's sure. a speed yeah, once you, your, your body can only support a certain you, amount of... Yeah, exactly. Like, I could not put a ton, a literal ton on my shoulders. But, like, a video game is, like, figure this thing out. It can obviously be beaten. Go for it. You know what I mean? So I was just like, oh, there's there must be some trick I'm not seeing or something. And smarter people than me, like, designed this to be played and have fun with. So there, I, there must be a way to play it and have fun with it. I don't know. I just did the the decision to. Was, I was also very new in playing video games again, so mm-hmm. like I had no conception of a bad video game. Sure. Yeah. Like you, you had never at that point you hadn't really played a game, but you were like, I'm just not going to play this. Every game is possible and and can be completed. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's not like you know, um, uh, what like Donkey Kong or something where they're going for the kill screen, but it takes them 18 hours. Like, this has a legitimate beginning, middle, and end. I just need to do the things to get there. Interesting. Yeah. Did, I, uh, yeah, it was really weird. I was just, like, just playing it out of, like, I like video games now. <laughs> this is a thing I do after work. So, so I, I have to finish and... every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. I have to finish video games. <laughs> I have to finish. 
finish video all of the video games. <laughs> I have to finish them. <laughs> How hard was it? Um, I mean, like coming from stuff like Arkham and like action adventure games, like the control scheme for Dark Souls. Like looking back now, is like is probably like a one of the best that it like kind of revolutionized video games. I think like it's one of the it's like one of those moments in video games that changed everything. But yeah, like at Using the time, shoulder buttons you, and stuff. Exactly, but at the time it was just like when you when I picked it up for the first time, it was confusing as hell. Like, how long did it take you to acclimate to the controls? Like, were you going through menus and like looking at what stuff does, or were you just kind of trying to figure out along the way? I definitely, I definitely um, would go into the options to get the button maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I, that's kind of what I do at the beginning of most video games. So if if, if something is not readily apparent, like I. Uh, you, you're going to hate me for this, but I just started playing Lords of the Fallen um, mm. because it was free on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> There's yeah. a real pattern developing here. <laughs> and, and I could not figure out how to take a health potion, and I had to go in and look at the thing. Uh, but, man, that game is bad. Uh, that game is, is, is not great. Uh, it's, I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's kind of a running joke that it's, that it's so bad. Uh, I don't know how the bonfire side chat boys did it for like did three episodes on it. I, I got to like the second boss and was like, I never want to play this again. So the yeah. fact that they talked about it for three and a half hours really blows my mind. But the um, the people the people that like say, oh, if you like Souls, you'll like this. I'm like, no. no. Like if you like Darksiders, you might like this. It, that's a much more apt. I mean, just the the aesthetic alone is kind of yeah. like that oh. goofy World of Warcraft giant shoulder pad thing it's that a, I just yeah. yeah does not click with me at all. So. No, it's, I, I, I mean, listen, I'm going to beat it because that's what I do with Just because you games. have to beat all the video games, absolutely. I have to beat yeah. all of the video games. So I'm going <laughs> to play it and beat it. And, no, but the, the control scheme was weird because I, I got the basics of it pretty quick. I still am very bad at parrying. Uh, but, like, I got the, like, you know, hack a slash bit of it. But I didn't have any, like, uh, reflexes for that. Mm-hmm. So I would I would like go and of course like this game is really hard Every, the the most scrub enemy is killing me all the time so I, my guy over the course of the game became just the tankiest tank that ever tanked because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't I didn't understand that if I had my shield up and someone hit me it could it would why was it still hurting my shield is up don't you we've agreed on this video games <laughs> yeah why are you hurting shield means block shield yeah. means block <laughs> oh yeah it's... finding out all the, how all those weird mechanics and everything work is, is just kind of oh. fascinating like that's it's it's so difficult jeremy i cannot stress how bad i was at this video game originally. <laughs> it took me i was fighting sith i did it also didn't occur to me that if i got to a boss i could leave and come back to it later no, no, you have to you have to beat it right then, right? I have to beat games. it right then, yeah, because that's what you do. Because you're like you're on a path, and when it puts a thing in front of you, you beat that thing to keep going down that path. So I fought Sith. I'm gonna say fifty times. Oh, jeez! Like it was like still still to this day, I remember the feeling when I finally beat Sith, and like everybody talks about, you know the wounded dignity of dispatching your old friend and that, that kind of thing. And I just like screamed like a child on Christmas. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, were you giant dog. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck your sword. <laughs> That's really funny that you say that. Like, cause everyone does like Sif is like one of the, you know, most tragic characters in the world. Yeah. But like, at that point, I'm sure you had no idea what was going on in the game whatsoever. Like, it's just a giant dog with a sword. So. Yeah, which is metal as shit. 
Like, yeah, that's that awesome. awesome. <laughs> but yeah, like, fuck you, giant dog. <laughs> like, I had no idea what was going on. Like, you meet someone every once in a while that sort of tells you something. They never tell you what you're supposed to be doing. Like, and this was a problem I had, too, like, into Dark Souls 2, which is maybe my favorite in the series. But, like, when when I went back after I beat Dark Souls 2, and they're like, you'll stand at the edge of a gate without knowing why. And I'm like, yeah, I did do that. I did that a bunch. <laughs> I stand at gates all the time not knowing why I'm there. Yeah, I have no clue why I'm going with what's happening. Yeah, this is this is exactly this is basically my life right at this point. <laughs> did you um like how long did it take you to start picking up on those story details though? Like were you at that point were you reading item descriptions? Were you looking at any of that stuff? I was reading item descriptions, but none of the names meant anything to me. Mm-hmm. And so they would like and also like it's the amount of time it took me to get anywhere because I was so bad at it meant that the information I would get was spaced out so far that somebody could tell me about something and it would be a week before I saw that thing. And I just, their, their talking about it was gone out of my brain. So it made, I, what I did was, um, uh, Gary from Bond and Fireside chat was dating a friend of mine at the time. And she was like, Oh, Hey, you, you're playing this game. You should listen to my boyfriend's podcast. So that's when like, I happened to be, I think I was, um, like, insulating my in-law's attic or something over the course of a week, and I just mainlined, like, a dozen episodes of the show and was like, oh, now I get that things are happening. I still don't know why they're happening, but I get that there are things that are happening. <laughs> but there are definitely, there's definitely reasons and logic behind all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely, there is a goal meant to be accomplished. I'm not just wandering through Murderville. Did that did did hearing that stuff kind of inspire you to do more research on the game and start expanding into the the, the other parts of the community like the YouTube videos and the, the wikis and the all the articles that were being written at the time? Yeah, well, I needed the wikis to get actually through the game because again, cannot stress enough how bad I am at it. And <laughs> so I need I actually needed especially Dark Souls one. I needed the wiki to know where to go next. Uh, so that was that was very helpful. And then the show like. I, I won't I didn't really go down a rabbit hole with the lore while I was playing it. Like after I finished, I was like, okay, that was really cool. And when I got to um when I got to Anorlando the first time, I was like, oh wow, this is nice. Like look at look at this nice uh, hilltop city with these <laughs> giant uh, knights that want to kill me. So, somebody finally hired a janitor for this place. The streets yeah, are clean. Thanks. <laughs> it's really nice. There's all these people around just li- like listlessly doing the jobs they did. Why does no one have a broom? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like, there's no burning yeah. bo- piles of bodies laying around. Like so this place has obviously been kept up with. Yeah, exactly. Well, like even in even in you know if you're if you're going to to the Undead Berg, if you're going to Blight Town, there's not like it's not like the later games. It's not like um, that plaza in Dark Souls Three where there's an actual literal pile of burning corpses, like. They're just sort of people standing around, sort of half-assed doing something. Mm-hmm. Give those guys a broom. Give them a dustpan. Yeah. <laughs> Blighttown doesn't need to be a, like a disgusting pit. It could be a nice little suburb. The the problem with um because I, I I just know how From Software works. If they gave an enemy a broom, they, that broom would have to be like an actual weapon that the character could use. So it'd have to have scaling and stats and, <laughs> and an item description. 
And all of a sudden becomes Solaire's, you know, broom of whatever. Like, it'd have to have a lore <laughs> significance. So, you're adding hours of game development, is what I'm saying. Hours well, yeah. I mean, fair enough. But it, wasn't it really cool in uh, Dark Souls 2 when you got that pan you can beat people with? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Great. yeah so, the, why not have yeah. more of that? I say replace sure. oh, no, I, I lo- all I of love the weapon models. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all of the weapon models should be regular household items. <laughs> Fume Knight Greatsword? Chair. Just a real big chair you can hit people with. Just a real big chair. So what you want is Dark Souls wrestling, is what I'm hearing. Like a... <laughs> you know what? I, I didn't realize it until you said it just yeah. now, but yes, that's that how actually does sound. Like if you... I don't, I'm not big into wrestling. I know it's kind of had a resurgence over the last, resurgence over the last year, but... Uh, Man, that actually does, yeah, especially weird, right? with the the way that the lore could work and the outfits and the like, the meetups and the bosses. <laughs> there's there's something to that that could actually probably really work. That's really funny. Yeah, that could be really. I mean, listen, what are these Dark Souls three fight clubs? If not basically, yeah, they're, they're just wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, I, I remember uh, watching the first season of Game of Thrones and seeing like the, the one of the first times where like two dudes like with axes and armor are like suited up and like people are watching them in a ring and they're fighting with each other and I was like, dude, that's Dark Souls PvP. That's exactly that's exactly what I've been doing with all my time. <laughs> it just looks way cooler. It's 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 just as bleak. Everyone's just as bad of a person. It's exactly one to one. So what did you do after you finished uh, Dark Souls One? Like, are you, did you start it over immediately again to play like a different character? Did you do you get into games like that? Like, do you do you play this Soul series like, uh, again with different styles? Or I do, I do with Souls. I don't with almost anything else. Okay. Um, I guess I did with Mass Effect too. As I start, you know, but like, uh, I I do with Souls. I started off because I told you like I didn't know what I was doing, so I made my guy like by the end of it, I was in like. Full Havel's armor with Havel's great shield and the lightning spear. Oh, wow. Because because <laughs> I didn't know how stats and scaling and upgrading work. So sure. I went from having the – what's the, the sword you get from cutting the dragon's tail off? The drake sword. The drake sword. I went from having the drake sword for, oh, like 70% of the game until I got to uh, Sens and got the lightning spear. And I was like, this is my shit. I'm just going to stab everything with lightning. And <laughs> – and so I was just, like, running around this giant tank with this tiny little spear just poking at guys. Because uh, I couldn't figure out how to upgrade a regular sword. <laughs> how, I mean, that, that would take so long to kill stuff. How did you... <laughs> yeah, it really did. It would take so long. The lightning spear is good, but, like, I mean, it, even if it's upgraded, like, it's not great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, Poor guy. You know, I don't know. I don't mean to keep laughing you at you so much. Me. I really don't. <laughs> no, it's fine. Listen, it's fine. This this is the kind of nitty-gritty we didn't get into when I did Bonfireside Chat. They were just, uh, because I kept trying to say, you guys, I was bad at this game. But there was no good examples, like, available. So, yeah, have full Havel set, lightning spear, poking things, you know, like a child with a stick. Uh yeah, no, it was oh, it was bad. Yeah, I started over um, because I've heard I heard about challenge runs, and I was like, oh, now I know how this game works. I can do I'll do a different thing, and so you know the most basic challenge run is shieldless. Mm-hmm. So now now whenever I play um, a new Souls game, I just sort of play and like have fun and figure out the things, and then the very next thing I do is go into a shieldless run. Okay, so you do get into challenge runs. How, did, well, that had that's, to. I mean, listen. As far as challenge goes, shieldless is 
pretty far down the list. It's not like I'm playing it with a Dance Dance Revolution pad. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, Shieldless is still hard, especially in Dark Souls 1. Um, it's it's yeah. one of those weird things where once you get used to playing without a shield, like I, I feel like... Because that's what happened to me. I got very used to playing without a shield in Dark Souls 1. Dark Souls 2 rolled around, and I was like, oh, well, I don't need a shield at all. And I'm still, to this day, I've barely used any shields in Dark Souls 2. And then Bloodborne happened, and I was like, all right, finally, my hard work has paid <laughs> off. <laughs> no shields for anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's kind of exactly what happened to me, too. Like, when I first played Dark Souls 2, uh, which I will, again, reiterate controversially, is my favorite one. And... <laughs> uh, it just everything maybe it's because I was better at playing it and so I got the dribs and drabs of stories in quicker succession. But like it just made more sense to me. Like like I was able to follow the short stories a little bit better than I was this whole war of war against the gods sort of thing. Well let's and, um let, let's get into Dark Souls two a little bit. Uh yeah. So for Dark Souls one, obviously like the game just basically showed up on your hard drive free of charge. Uh at that yeah, point. It was great. Were you just kind of watching the internet, like, once you had played the game, and once you, like, were you just kind of like, oh, shit, there's a there's a Dark Souls 2, now I've got to go run and, and get that. Like, were you pre-ordering, and were you watching trailers, or were you still just kind of ignoring video games and just playing whatever showed up? Um, more of the second. I was definitely not watching trailers. I was definitely not, because I also, I beat Dark Souls 1, like, Jesus, maybe a month before Dark Souls 2 came out, like... Really, like it was, it was on our doorstep by the time I finished the first video game. So there was like, I was not, like I was not reading blogs. I was not like, you know, on Reddit. Like, I did not. I knew that a sequel was coming out, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I guess I'll buy that game. It was a game I actually paid money for, which is those are few and far between, my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I. Um, I remember, too, when I first started up and I watched it, because I, I think I started playing it, my wife was away for the evening, like, out with friends or something, uh, which is when I get a lot of my video game gaming taken care of, when the same. wife is out with friends. Yeah, same. And, yeah, so I think I watched the opening cinematic and was like, fuck, that's amazing, because I don't know if you remember the first time you saw that, but, like, that's a really beautiful opening cinematic. Oh, it is, absolutely. Like, the, And there's some weird, like, really weird lore implications coming from the first game, too, like... When you're seeing, like, yeah. what is very obviously kind of representing, like, a wife or a kid or could be. And it's it's weird that I say a wife or a kid because uh, I know a lot of people that looked at that and like, oh, yeah, that was my mom or my sister. Like, it's just obviously just an avatar oh, wow. or whatever you want to project onto it. Like, but yeah. seeing something like, always... oh, my player character has a connection. Like, that's a, that's a, that was an odd thing to see. Yes, yeah. And, and I thought that those connections were for the player character were missing from Dark Souls 1. Like you didn't have any stake in the outcome as a person unless you brought it to that like as a player. Sure. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, because there was no you were meaningless. Like that was the whole thing is like you were the chosen yeah. dead and they at the very beginning of the game they're like, "Oh, you're the you're the special guy." But as soon as you get to Firelink, like, you know, the Crestfallen Knight tells you, like, yeah, you're one of a million special guys, dude. Yeah. Don't get excited. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all beautiful little fucking snowflakes. Yeah, right? we're all special around here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I always play video games, or at least I can when, when I have the option. I try to play video games as women. And sure. Because, like, well, my, my feeling on that is, is like, uh, women are subjected to all, like, forced representations of men all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a woman who likes video games, you are just always, like, the grisliest dude. 
So I'm like, oh, I should, you know what, like, as an act of solidarity, as the most minor and meaningless act of solidarity in history, I will play as a woman in video games. <laughs> Literally the least you can do. <laughs> the, the actual least I can do. Hey, but at least, uh, it's, at least it's something, right? Yeah, so when I saw that, like, the woman and the child melting in the opening cinematic of Dark Souls 2, um, I thought that was a representation of me. Like, I thought, like, oh, that's – and the hand reaching out that is obviously your hand. I was like, oh, that's me trying to grasp at my memories. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. It was – yeah, it was pretty – it was pretty heavy, like, right away. I was like, wow, I am bought into this. So, yeah, it, but, yeah, when I when I got into 2 and I started playing it, and it probably has to do, a lot to do with me be getting better at the game, um, I was able to kind of latch onto those stories a lot easier. And probably the gameplay as well. Did you did you have a little bit more success with the games this time around? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, the gameplay was easier. Although, have you ever noticed? I don't know. Maybe this is just me. Like when you drink Estus in two, you move much much slower than when you drink it in one. For well, you the can. first maybe. Yeah. You, is that, oh, you is mean that just... an upgradable stat? Yeah. Uh, adapt. adapt ugh, I cannot say that word at all. Um, it's it's based on your agility stat, which comes from either yeah. attunement or um, adapt, adapt adaptability. There we go. Jesus, <laughs> that did take you a while. I know professional um, podcasters over here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. If you raise uh, if you raise ADP, which is what how I'm going to refer to that from now on, um, your agility <laughs> yeah. will go up, uh, and if you raise attunement, your agility will go up, and that controls like your invinci- your iframes, your invincibility frames, how fast you roll, and uh, how I fast you drink. I love that as a mechanic. I think really? that's, that's a genius mechanic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Am I the no, only I just, person? No, no, I don't you're not the only person. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a frustrating thing for me because uh I feel like Dark Souls 2 has a lot of stat bloat. Um oh, and that's I, I think that fair. that leads into more build variety, but like I I feel like like there's just way too many stats and like the it seems like everything's been inflated from Dark Souls 1, like you know, like in Getting to level 100 in Dark Souls 1 is like a it's like a major thing that you probably don't do in Tuna Game Plus. I feel like I leave the first area of Dark Souls 2 nowadays with like at like level 70. <laughs> like it's just they just and, and you need those levels. Like you need to be able to get like a baseline of vitality, a baseline of yeah, um, whatever they did for health, which is not vitality anymore. Like the you know the I just feel like they they did too many stats. But if you like it, that's fine. I'm not taking that away from you at all. Like that's well, how dare you, sir? I know <laughs> your your le- slightly lesser enjoyment of a thing has ruined my day. Podcast over. We're going to end it right there. <laughs> that was the falling out that we needed. No. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I latched onto that a lot better. I liked i I liked all the stat stuff. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I, I guess I, I felt indifferent shading towards positive to all the stat stuff. Sure, yeah, like that. Uh, but yeah, I thought. I'm a nerd, so don't worry about all that. Yeah, that's fair enough. I thought the, like, some of the level construction was a lot more fun. Like, I will I will lay down, like, that No Man's Wharf might be the best level of a video game I've ever played. It's really good. It's so it's cool. Really like, I, No Man's Wharf is one of my, is one of my favorite Souls areas. Like, it's, I like the yeah. enemies there. Like, those weird, uh... Those weird, like, monster things that you find towards the top are just bizarre. Oh, they're weird. horrific. Oh, man, it's so bad. It's yeah. so horrible. And, they're um, so awful, and I did not see them coming at all. And, of course, I wasn't using a torch because before the Scholar patch, why would you ever use a torch? Sure. Uh, so I just this, this 
monstrosity attacked me out of nowhere and terrified me. Have you played the the scholar version of that level? Uh, I played the scholar patched version for 360. Okay. Um, I I got my I got my PS4 maybe a few months ago and like I got it for I specifically bought it for Dark Souls three. Like excellent. I got my I got the PS4 maybe a week before Dark Souls three came out. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, way to do, go. Way to spend that 400 bucks, Alex. I, like, most of the people that come on this podcast bought their PS4 specifically for Bloodborne. So, like, I always call Bloodborne, yeah. like, a $450 video game, because that seems to be <laughs> But, um, yeah, if you ever no do kidding. get a chance to go back to the, like, the next-gen version of Scholar, um, and it's on sale this week. It's mm-hmm. on sale for, like, 20 bucks this week. Uh, well, hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good timing. There's a, um, there's a dude <laughs> in No Man's Wharf. It's, it's like a little hollow guy. Like a little enemy hollow mm-hmm. that carries around a torch, and uh, he doesn't. But he's not aggressive. Like if you don't attack him, he won't attack you. And he'll literally ah. just follow you around with the torch throughout the level. That's awesome. And there's a great episode of uh, Twin Humanities um, where CJ and Patty are talking about this guy. They name him Nigel, <laughs> and they were like, "Argentine <laughs> Nigel, it's our buddy Nigel." <laughs> And it's just hilarious. But yeah, like they the scholar patch added stuff like that, which I think is really cool. Like anytime there's non aggressive enemies, I'm always way, way into that. Yeah, me too. Um It's yeah, I just I don't know. There's something about that game. I, I thought the like a lot of the armor and stuff looked cooler. Like I would always go into um you're you're gonna know. I, I'm terrible with specifics. I cannot remember um, character names. I can only barely remember place names. Um, I went, would go into that church where you fought uh, Ornstein again, uh, the Lost Dragon Slayer, or something. Uh, Cathedral of the Blue. There you go, and kill like just immediately kill the Covenant guy for his armor. I was like, that is some badass armor. I'm wearing that for the rest of the game. <laughs> it was really cool. And you don't really need that dude really... anyway. So. Yeah, no, you don't need him. You can wear whatever pants you want underneath it. And, and like, it, like the cool little skirt thing will cover it up. It's, it's awesome. You know, it doesn't come up much on this podcast for whatever reason, probably because I'm, I'm, I'm bad at this. But, like, man, how great is, like, fashion souls in these games? Like, just the ability oh, it's to, like, really fun. dress your dude up, like, or dress your lady up, like, however you want to in ridiculous ways. It's probably, it's up, it's probably one of the, my favorite things about this game, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, I always, I try to do, like, theme builds. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever, like, my, I don't remember if it was two or three, but the last... One of the last theme builds I've done, most recent theme builds, not last, like I'll never do it again, was I gave my guy um, two curved swords, like a curved sword in each hand, and dressed him like Aladdin. I was like, all right, you're wearing baggy pants and no shirt, and go fuck up some zombies. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like, Like just overall, Like, do you think it was just the story, like the, that, the weird kind of... Um, you mentioned it earlier, but kind of the weird short stories that Dark Souls was telling, Dark Souls Two was telling, that like makes you so into that game, or like is it just the mechanics, or what a combination uh, of the two? I, I think it's a combination of two, the two, and the game is just a bit prettier than one. Mm-hmm. Like it's a bit clearer. Like you can sort of see see the things around you a bit better. Like like Dark Souls One is like I don't I, I'm not trying to blow any doors off here, but it's very dark. <laughs> you know it's, not, it's so, a very dark game like, absolutely yeah like yeah weirdly imagine that who would have thunk uh yeah it was i don't know i just there was something about it and the 
like that that moment when you kind of see you finally encounter Vendrick. It, man, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, when you see him just kind of shuffling around like this character that you had been... Because at this point, I'm sure you're kind of experienced with the game, so you've been reading item descriptions, you've been talking to NBCs anytime you've had a chance. So, like, Vendrick has been built up in your mind. You've seen yeah, his exactly. castle. For like, you've seen his queen. Yeah, like, you, for you like expect... like, 20 hours worth of game, yeah. Yeah, you, you expect, like, a huge... I mean, not literally, but, like, you expect, like, a, a dude. Like, you expect a boss fight. And you, get you expect a boss fight, certainly. Even if it's just, like, Gwyn, where it's, like, still a bummer. Like, he's still a pretty hard boss and, until you learn the parry thing. Like, I kind of was like, like oh, this is the final boss. This is going to be Gwyn. Like, this is... this. I've reached the end of the game. And then, then it just completely shattered all that stuff. Yeah. It's it's really yeah. good. I, I like Dark Souls too. I'm not... It's not my favorite by any stretch of the imagination, but I, it's 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 a yeah. really good game. I really get into it. Did you? Which did one you is play? your favorite? Man, it's so hard to pick. Like I always, I always, I, I hold like off picking asking, between your children. Exactly. Like, and that's what Gary says a lot. Is like all my children are equal except for I think he says Dark Souls <laughs> one. And I kind of okay. I kind of lean like Dark Souls one was my first. So like I'm always gonna you know love it the best. But um, sure. Sure, that's why we're all still dating our high school girlfriends. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oof, that would be... Um, sorry. Yeah, that's a disaster, isn't it? <laughs> Something just walked across my grave right there. Ooh. Um, I'm just kidding. She doesn't listen to this podcast, but we're friends on Facebook, so hi. Anyway, um, no, Dark Souls 1 easily would just be, like, has to be my favorite, yeah. just with the amount of hours. Like, it introduced me to the series and everything, even though, like, yeah. I probably have more mechanically fun when I play Bloodborne. Like, I'm kind of into those mechanics mm. a little bit more, and I'm, I kind of lean towards the art style of, uh, not the art style, but kind of the aesthetic of um, Demon Souls a lot, which I know you haven't played, so we won't get into too much of that. Yeah, um, fair enough. But yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Did Do you, you play another, another uh, controversial Alex Briggs hot take? Okay. I just finished Bloodborne. I did not care for it. Did not like Bloodborne. Um, well, before I we get to that, like Bloodborne. did you play the DLC for Dark Souls 2? I did, yeah. Well, yeah, the episode of uh, Bonfire Side Chat I was on it was for D- a DLC. Like. Oh, that's right. That's a dumb question. Okay, I should have done and, just a modicum of research before doing that. Before asking and, that no, question. no, it's fine. You know what? I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have, except for that they said, hey, do you want to be on one of the DLC levels? And I was like, crap, I'm going to have to double my expenditure for this game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which DLC level I'm going to be on. So I have to play all of them. <laughs> all three of them. Because, I mean, to me, like... Uh, the the DLC very specifically is like the high point of that game. Like that's those are those are yeah. the levels that I look at that I'm like, holy shit, they they they, they nailed it. They they got it. Like for those games, that, 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 those are my favorite bits of Dark Souls two. Yeah, I didn't love the lava one, the sun or the old Iron, Iron King. King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't love that one, but the other two I thought were excellent. Yeah, uh, and the, um the Ivory King level is just is some of my favorite Souls content ever. Like the go oh, for real, like, oh yeah, man! Like the I'll, it, I'm I'm a sucker for snow in a Souls game. I don't know why. Like a snow level is yeah. like my jam. Like painted world, snowy, snowy castle is always nice. Oh yeah, painted world, sunk uh, Ivory King, um, Ithril, like in Dark Souls three, like you, yeah. and Kanehurst and uh, Bloodborne. Like anytime there's snow, like I'm I'm kind of all in. So they seem to do their best work in in the snow levels. <laughs> sure, they're they're from the frozen north. Exactly. Well, I, I don't know if you knew, but From Software is based in Canada. It's weird. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they all, Miyazaki speaks with a southern accent, says y'all a lot. He's from Canada. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. These interviews yeah. are finally making sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You, you finished up Dark Souls 2, and what, what, what happens next? I do a thing when I do these games, when I do my playthroughs uh, with the deal, when the DLC's out, is I will play through the entire game, go up to the fog door of the last boss, and then go do all of the DLC. Like, oh, absolutely. It really, it really removes the urgency from the storyline. Like, <laughs> we, have, we have to link all the fire of the world to collapse. Oh, you're almost there. Oh, let's go fuck around in a snowy castle for another ten hours. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, one of the great things about um, the uh, Dark Souls two and Dark Souls three is it doesn't automatically put you into New Game Plus anymore. You, that has, actually yeah. has to be a choice. So like, even if you accidentally beat the boss, because I know people in Dark Souls three that were like, I just walked into the Soul of Cinder boss, and now I'm now I'm finished with the game. I didn't expect that. Like, but like, I, I'm glad that yeah. it actually gives you the option of like, okay, now you can go explore all that other stuff that you probably missed. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I do like that a lot. Like. Because, man, how frustrating if, if you were just like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to run and beat this boss real quick. I know I have that, uh, that whole giant hallway I haven't explored yet. I'm just going to beat this thing for the souls, get, get like a solid level up, do some upgrades, go fight that thing. And then you're just like, well, here's the beginning of the game again. <laughs> like, oh, god damn it, it took me so long to get there the first time. So uh, you, you mentioned just a few minutes ago that you you bought a PS4 a few months or a few weeks before Dark Souls Three was released. So obviously, yes, like sir. everything for Blood from Bloodborne did not like d- did not tempt you into purchasing a whole new console and a whole, and, and that game. Like, what do you think? Like, did you see any of the marketing or stuff for it? That's that just uh, and you kind of looked at it and you're like, eh, I don't really care. Or were you just not at a point where you could buy like a a whole yeah. four hundred dollar console for one game? D- yeah, number two, definitely. Like. And the cost of living in Dublin is very expensive. It is maybe it's like up with Paris as the most expensive city in Europe to live in. <laughs> okay, I and, didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, a pint of beer costs five euro. Jeez. Yeah. So if you go out, if you go out with friends for the night, you have just dropped a hundred bucks. I'm not. That's I'm not miserable. saying that you like. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that you had twenty beers, but you might have twenty beers. I mean, like, I'm I'm a I'm an alcoholic functioning, so like, I'll probably have at least twenty beers, <laughs> especially if I'm in Dublin. Beers, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and let's say you want a slice of pizza after that, boom, that that puts you over the century mark. Uh, so yeah, no, I was just in a I was just in a point where like, uh, we just did not have four hundred sure. bucks to throw at a new PlayStation when my three hundred and sixty was only you know two years old and still works perfectly well. Were you seeing, like, because, again, like, I, I know you kind of have a disconnect from some of the, like, online marketing and stuff like that. Like, were you seeing trailers for it and going, like, man, I cannot wait to get my hands on that in the future one day? Like, were you seeing any of that stuff? Or was it just kind of a thing in the periphery of, like, From has a new game. I'll get to it eventually. I'm just going to ignore it for now. Yeah, no, it was a, it was definitely, oh, I really want to play that. That looks really, really fun. I do not have 450 euros <laughs> to plop out a video game system. So that'll be really, really fun for future Alex. Uh, And I just, like, I bought it, uh, well, I waited until after I'd beaten Dark Souls 3 twice to buy it, and then I just just finished it maybe last week. Oh, wow. Okay, so, um, so I guess your next game that you played was Dark Souls 3. Yep, loved Dark Souls 3. Well, that, I really loved the beginning of Dark Souls 3. Okay. The, the longer it went on, I was like, I don't know how fun this is. Like, I, like up until, let's see, you, once you kill, um, 
Oh, also, this is a funny sidebar. Uh, when you get to um, Gloopy Glooperson, uh, what's his name? The the boss. It's all Gloopy. <laughs> gloopy Glooperson. <laughs> um, in Dark Souls Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with um, uh, Gwyn's oh, Aldrich. son. Aldrich. Yeah, yeah. Aldrich. Yeah, Aldrich. When you get to Aldrich, I was like, "Why am I fighting um, Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn again?" I did not. It did not click to me because also like that fight is kind of hard, so I didn't take my eyes off of the guy to look at his name. So it did not click to me that I was fighting Gloopy Glooperson. That was bubbling out of a coffin in the beginning. Because, like, the whole time, like, after that opening cinematic, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to fight some sort of gloopy guy. This is going to be fun. <laughs> and I finished the game without realizing I had fought him. <laughs> like, I beat him, beat the entire game, was like, oh, man, I never fought gloopy. Where, where, did, where did the gloopy go? Yeah, what's up with gloopster? <clears throat> Speaking uh, of, um, like, seeing Gwendolyn, and especially, like, the very beginning of Dark Souls 3, immediately shoves... Um, Andre and Firelink, uh, right, right in yeah, your face. Yeah, yeah. Like, did all that? Did all those kind of callbacks work for you? Like, that's a that's a that's a line in the community that people seem to be kind of pushing back and forth, and whether or not that those things are are valuable or worth it or whatever the terms are. Like, but for you personally, did they? Did you see that? And like, oh shit, cool. Or were you kind of just put off by it? Uh, that's an interesting question. I had it spoiled for me that Firelink was going to show up, but I'm kind of fine with that. Like. You know, I moved to a country where, like, like the Guinness Brewery has a lease for 900 years. So it's not weird for me that, like, a place can just be there for a long time anymore. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Which like, is something that like, does not exist in America, where we basically tear yeah. everything down after, like, 30 years and put something else in Oh, God, place. yeah. Like, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm from Detroit, and the oh, yeah. oldest things in Detroit, like were built in 1910. Like, yeah, and they're the cars they're sitting in the building that's, like, built in 1975. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can go to Henry Ford's house, and that those cars are very old. But, like, once I got here, I was just like, oh, sometimes stuff just sticks around with the exact same name. Like, there's a street across, like, down the road from me called Fishamble Street, and it's because when Dublin was just, like, a fort, people would sell fish there. So, like, okay. it's not – I did not find it crazy that Firelink Shrine was still called that. But I was like, how is Andre still alive? He was not, like, as far as I could tell, not some sort of mythical, like, creature. He's just a dude who's a blacksmith. Yeah, he's just a guy with well, a hammer. This does not make any sense whatsoever. If, he, if his name had been, like, Andre and he had one line of dialogue that was like, oh, my family – like blacksmithing has been in my family for hundreds of years. I'd have been like, "Oh, cool!" So this is like Andre's great, 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 great grandson. Like, I buy that. Uh, if he just introduced it, himself as uh, Andre, comma three thousand years later, like I think that would. Oh, have if been... he was listen, I think we can all agree that it, the game would be better if Andre three thousand was in it. <laughs> but just if Andre three thousand was just your was just the blacksmith, let's just say yeah, that exactly. He's in a really sharp suit. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I'm going to, uh, if you'll have to excuse me, I have to go make a gimmick video of Dark Souls 3 updated <laughs> up on YouTube. I'll be back in 50,000 no, yeah, likes. Mean, yeah, take take your time. Take your time. Uh, yeah, the callbacks were, they worked for me up until they didn't. Uh, so I'm, I, I saw the, I saw um, the lake 
that is Ash Lake. What's it called? Smoldering Lake. I saw that before mm-hmm. I saw In Orlando. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, this I, – I was listening – maybe it was an episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton where they where you said or somebody said that it looks like they just tipped out um, the demon ruins into Ash Lake. Yeah. I, I was like – and that aesthetic really worked for me. I mean, that, the level attached to it was, was awful. But, like, it, like, the look of it was really cool. Um, and I did not see in Orlando. I, I'm going to be such a rube when I admit that when I got to Irithel, I did not look up and see the giant floating castle that would have, you know, looked exactly like in Orlando. I did not, like, when I got to the spiral staircase, I was like, oh, cool, that looks like the one in in Orlando. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's cool that they, like, made these sort of architectural nods. Like, hey, remember this? You liked this, didn't you? And it wasn't until the title card came up that I was like, oh, I'm actually there now. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I've, I've heard that from several people, so I, w- I wouldn't feel like a rude. Because like, um, the, the moment it clicked for me, uh, well, if you, if you follow the hollow storyline at all, like if, mm. you're, if you're doing the whole marriage thing, I've um, never had the courage to follow it all the way through. But my last playthrough, I followed it like until until you had to leave the assassin alive. And then I was like, I can't kill him. He seems like such a nice guy. <laughs> Are you talking about Henri? Henri, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember people's names, but that's I couldn't okay. I couldn't just let him kill Henri because Henri has been such a solid bro. Um See that's a that's just an interesting thing. Like I I, I like hearing people say like Henri is such a solid bro because I played a male character my first run through, so Henri uh, was a woman for me. Yeah, and like it's just a I was like she's woman. a solid chick. Like she's so cool. But yeah, she totally died in my first game. Um, nice. But if you if you're following that plotline, um, the character in Firelink whose name I've totally forgotten, uh, Yuria, tells actually will straight up tell you like your bride is ready for you in the Dark Moon Tomb in or in in, in Orlando. And like oh, Jesus, that was like before I had beat Pontus Sullivan, and I was like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> and then of course you <laughs> Sorry, get hit, excuse me, yeah. And then of course you get hit by the archers uh, going up to that spiral staircase you mentioned, and I was like, "Is this gonna be fucking Anna Orlando? What the hell is going on?" Yeah, yeah. yeah I was. I I think the Anna Orlando reveal really really works in that game. Um, yeah, I, I think so too. I kind of have issues, like you said, with uh, Andre three thousand. Like I just. I, Unless they do something more interesting to, with the DLC with him, which at this point, like I think the the weight of the world shoulders is resting on that first DLC pack, which isn't going to be probably just fine, just going to be good as oh, it yeah. always is, but not like change the game good. Um, What's your favorite bit of that game? Dark Souls Three. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I I just love Arch Dragon Peak so much. Uh, oh, that is really fun. Yeah, yeah. Th- those enemies are kind of bullshit, you... but I, I, I love that area so much. Do you sprint through, or do you kill all the dragons? If I'm, um, it, it depends. Like I, I've done it both ways. Uh, so I've like my first run, I, I made the mistake of building to a sorcerer build, mm. which was mm-hmm. fucking awful, and it still is apparently in that game. Uh, so at that, by the point I got to Archdragon Peak, I was literally using, um, oh crap, Spook. Which makes you like invisible and oh, nice. silent, and, and just literally running past enemies. Like that's all I was doing. I was like, "Oh, that's fun." I, I, call, I, t- I tell everybody it was like Metal Gear Souls at that point. Like I was literally just stealthing <laughs> the entire game. Uh, that's that's a really cool way to play Souls that that I would never do because it would be very frustrating. 
It's actually, it was, I mean, it's really easy. You're just literally running past enemies. Like, as long as you can get to the bonfire, like, you're usually fine. It lets you light the bonfire, and then if you just die, you're like, okay, well, my bloodstain's right there. Okay, pick it up and start running through sea enemies. Nice. Uh, but I've, I've also played it with, like, an actual strength build and killed everything, and I, I like it either way. Like, I, I like the weird enemies. I like the, it's one of the rare areas that's, like, a bright blue sky. Yeah. And it's, it's a really, like, kind of a resting thing coming from the game. Like, it's it's just gorgeous and it's fun and that wyvern fight i think is pretty much out of all of the weird puzzle bosses that they've done over the years mm. like the chariot boss or uh, mm. the, uh oh fuck that chariot boss <laughs> or the bed of chaos or the dragon god from demon souls like i think the the wyvern is probably their best their best their best puzzle boss ever like i think it just really really works even though the puzzle is yeah. literally get through the gauntlet like i just think it i think it's cool so yeah. What, what about yeah, you? That, what's your, what's your favorite area of the game? Um, my fi- let's see. The bit that frustrated me the most was the Cathedral of the Deep. I died. That's where I died most. But that's also, I think, maybe the strongest built area. Mm-hmm. What is my favorite? Um, Jesus, that's a good question. <laughs> and we can think on it later. We can. I mean, we can come back to it later. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm interested uh, to know that, like, so once you finished Dark Souls 3, you got into, like, at that point, did you like, well, I've got a PS4 now, I've got to pick, go pick up Bloodborne? Like, what was your... Yeah, well, I beat it, I beat it once, um, just kind of going through, and then uh, I beat it again looking at that checklist that's online, so I could mm-hmm. do the, because the fucking NPC quest lines in that game are, like... I don't want to sound like a jerk, but they were fucking terrible. Like, they are so hard to figure out what the hell you're supposed to do. There's no, no logical reason you'd go and look at that well ever again. Um, yeah, that's that's the one thing that I got, uh, uh, it was one of, the, one of the few things that I got hinted towards. Like, a friend of mine was like, yeah, you need to go, you need to go check out yeah, that well. And I was like, the well? What for? Like, just, just go check it out. Yeah, I remember there being a lot of soapstone messages around it, but I, but like... I mean, and not to denigrate the Dark Souls community, but they put a bunch of soapstone messages around a bunch of dumb shit. So <laughs> it's not true. necessarily the best clue. That is absolutely true. Yeah, like anytime that there's like any kind of woman NPC, uh, uh, like you get a, a a field day of messages, which are oh man, that, both gross and sexist. Yeah, yeah. Like it's amazing how bad you can make like. Just given like the limitations of the messaging system, like how bad they can make those things out to be, it's ridiculous. I mean, in a way, you have to applaud their creativity. In a way, sure. Like, I mean, <laughs> try rear butthole. Like, that's it's a it's a disgusting and small sort of genius. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just you know at this point they just need to get better jokes. Like if they could make get better well, use of the butthole. Like buttholes are funny. Like that's a funny thing. Buttholes are intrinsically funny. Yeah. So true. just just make your joke better. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there's a corpse kind of slouched over a thing and it says try butthole, I immediately picture some dude in heavy armor fucking a corpse. Sure. And like that's not a great image for you. No, like no, not And at I'm all. sorry to give it to all your listeners just now. <laughs> well just I mean you're not I mean if they've read the Dark Souls comics that the that are based on the series, that's all that is. It's just all Oh weird. have you have yeah. you read those? I've read um some of them. I've read some of the ones from Dark Souls two. I haven't read the Dark Souls three ones yet. Um, I I've just been reading the regular Dark Souls series that come out. 
Yeah, the, uh, and it is not very good. Yeah, I've, the and... Audrey's being like the like looking like the Indian guy, and like Solaire being a dick. Like I've seen panels from it, and it's just it just looks awful. And I'm, I'll yeah. have to read it at one point. Like I'll once it's like finished yeah. or whatever, I'll, I'll pick it up and, and read uh, through it. But Ald- oof. Aldrich looking like um, Dalsim from Street Fighter. Yeah, maybe my favorite <laughs> bit of it. What but... a weird, what a weird thing. Yeah, it's such a strange decision. And also, like, I know that he's going to start eating people at some point. So, like, yes. when's that shoe going to drop? Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know what my favorite – you know what? Now that I think about it, I did a large bunch of co-op with my cousin Andy uh, in – where's he living now? Cedar Rapids or something like that. Uh, and we did we did some co-op through uh, that village. What's it called? You know the one. The uh, and, Undead Village? Unseen, yeah. unseen, undead, undead. I want to say it's undead. Everything is on. Un- almost everything's undead. Yeah. We did a good. We did a lot of co-op through there, and that was really fun. So that might be my favorite mm-hmm. area, just based on the enjoyment I had playing it. I like that area yeah, a lot. Like it's it's huge and sprawling, but also self-contained. Huge. Like it just yeah. it just feels like you could keep exploring that. And I did. Like I, there was so much stuff I missed in that my first time. I never found the pyromancer. Oh no, kidding. Um, I, I didn't until like somebody was like, "There's a pyromancer there," and I was like, "Did I miss a path?" Like I never found that weird dude that takes you down to the Mound Maker's Covenant. I didn't find any of that stuff my first run. Yeah, I didn't find the Mound Maker's the first time, but I found the rest of it. I think, and I would still have to if I if I was starting a playthrough tomorrow, I would still have to look up how to find that dude to go to the Mound Maker's, <laughs> even though I've done it already. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like path. it's just the weirdest damn thing. <laughs> it's just so strange. Yeah. Um, and, well, tell me about tell me about Bloodborne because uh, oh okay, I have some uh, thoughts on Bloodborne because I finished it very recently. Yeah, I think that's that's what inspired because um, you said on Twitter like I'm, I finished Bloodborne and now nobody wants to talk about it because it's you know like, <laughs> over a year old and I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, because it's a year old. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested oh, in, in your opinions on Bloodborne. It, in a nutshell, in in the the most succinct way I can imagine. Um, I really liked the spooky werewolf story and did not love the parade of nightmares that came after it. Okay. Uh, like I was the, like, I knew, I knew the twist was coming because I'm a person on the internet in 2016. And, but like I kind of, and was sort of on board for it. I was like, Oh yeah. Like I, I like weird space monsters and stuff. That's, that's pretty good. But I felt like maybe, the two halves didn't mesh super well. And I also thought that maybe, and I know this is a very unpopular opinion amongst people who kind of love Bloodborne and love souls, but like I thought that the two halves didn't mesh very well. And I thought that even for a souls game, the endings made absolutely no sense. (laughs) Do you, um, like, are you a fan of HP Lovecraft? Like in general? Eh, I have never re- no that's not true. I've read one HP Lovecraft short story and remember liking it but not thinking it was scary. Okay. Does that make sense? That's, like I was oh like yeah, oh yeah this is kind of cool. It's not scary. I talked about this on a on a on a recent thing um but reading HP Lovecraft nowadays if you if mm-hmm. you didn't kind of come up with it as a kid like I know some people did it's a lot like reading a bunch of fantasy novels and then reading Lord of the Rings for the first time afterwards. Like, it's just like, oh, oh this is yeah. where all this came from, but it's, like, the effect that it has isn't 
as powerful as it would have been if I had read it first. So like, I, I it's totally like seeing it. Taxi Driver when you're 35 and you're like, oh, now I finally get who's talking to who. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, now all these references make sense. Yeah. It's like if you grew up watching The Simpsons, like a lot of people did, so you know, you, you know the jokes, you know references as jokes, but not actually where they come from. Yeah, that's a weird thing that is happening to, like, people in the last 30 years, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, my uh, my wife would roll with me on uh, Godfather jokes all day long, and then one day, like, I was like, I said something, and she's like, yeah, I've never actually seen the movies. I just know <laughs> from like just from like you know osmosis i know i just know the jokes and i was like you've never seen what <laughs> that's crazy i mean i i don't yeah. know i think i've seen the first one i don't know that i've ever seen the other two but yeah it's it's strange uh, no i so okay let me propose an alternate reality scenario to you imagine bloodborne but instead of the big monster being it being a lovecraft cthulhu sort of thing it was the clown from it <laughs> okay. like to me that to me that's infinitely scarier uh like and and not just like the actual clown but like the concept of this like you know never-ending shape-shifting evil thing mm-hmm. because the fact that these are just sort of like um space monsters that got stuck here like is not like it wasn't scary it was just sort of a bummer that i had to kill all these space monsters okay well that's you know i think that's I would argue that that's like part. That's like the theme of Bloodborne. Of that like, is it. it's kind of a yeah. sad thing. Like you're doing a sad job that nobody wants to do anymore. Like you're basically having to kill all these monsters for reasons that you can't explain, and for you know that you're taking part in rituals that like you don't even aren't aware of while you're doing it. Um, I yeah, I I buy that as as the theme of the game, mm-hmm. um, but then also the game tried so hard to be scary. Do you know what I mean? Like when you get to when you get to um, Bergenworth the first time, mm-hmm. like and maybe it's just I don't I don't love body horror either. Okay, yeah. So there's like Cronenberg's like, the there's Cronenberg's that you saw like they didn't do anything for you at all like with the weird like yeah yeah the Cronenberg's and stuff. And so I found the Cronenberg's very scary uh, because they're horrifying monsters. Um, but then at the end of the game when it's just like oh, we've accidentally created all these horrifying monsters. I was like, well, this, they, I don't know. They just didn't, it didn't fit. It didn't, it didn't seem to fit. It's like, at the end, I became a space slug and I'm not sure why. <laughs> like, like it didn't seem like we were heading towards, towards me being a space slug. It's, it seemed like I was like heading towards, you know, killing some sort of space monsters, which is, is fine by me. Mm-hmm. Um, so to become the oh, space... Oh, you know what I actually... Re- go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, please, go ahead. I was going to say, oh, you know what I actually really liked was that scene when that Cronenberg got birthed by the moon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, liked, yeah. You I mean the most metal of all things in the in the entire, <laughs> in all video yeah, games? Yeah, I'm going to paint, paint that on the side of my van. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I hit the, like, PS4 share button, saved the video... Um, died to the boss and immediately called my wife and was like, you have to watch this video. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like, specifically talking about when, um, oh, what is the boss name? The Unborn? The, uh... The, the, the Born Again. No, that's a different thing. And... Wow, we are bad Souls fans. This happens oh, all... super the, bad. Super bad. Yeah, yeah, super bad. 
but anyway, the dude that follows it, it's at the end of uh, Yahar Ghoul, like the, the boss of that. Uh, the One Reborn. Yeah. There we go. The one, the one. There we go. The uh, One yeah, Reborn. That, that whole scene. I I love doing that specifically for. Uh, we talked about Fashion Souls earlier. There's the cool mm-hmm. scene where, like, when it lands, it like, like it, it creates like that shockwave, and it shows your character kind of holding it, you know, your hand about in front of your face, but it's in whatever you're wearing at the time. So I like wearing like the goofiest shit in that cutscene. It's so great. <laughs> And it's, that's one thing I love about Souls games is that they put your your specific guy into the cutscenes. Oh yeah, like there's some, and, and especially like your guy's face. So like, have you have you played the uh, DLC for Bloodborne? I've not, no, and okay. probably won't because I didn't like Bloodborne very much. That's fair. That's fair. Like, and the, you're not gonna get like the the, the things that you're saying are not gonna be fixed in the DLC. I, I will say like it's it's some of the best content of the game, but like the stuff that you're you're saying that you. Like it's not going to fix the storyline for you very much. Um, yeah, although I, I liked the fighting, I thought the fighting. I is also this has happened in the last two Souls games I've played. I've finished the game with my starting weapon. Mm-hmm. What'd you use? Like I the uh, what's it called? Not the puzzle sword, uh, but that's what threaded it is. Cane. Yeah, absolutely. The threaded cane was really it was a really fun to play with the threaded cane. Oh, absolutely, like that's and, that was my first weapon too. So. I'd... Because <laughs> I've said this on the podcast before, I'm a uh, I'm a big I was a big Soul Calibur fan back in the day. Oh, nice! And I, and I mained Ivy all the time because of her crazy chain sword. So, like, anytime you put a chain sword in front of me, I'm probably going to try to use it a lot. <laughs> just do my also. Own. I also really like it when they give you something that is just the most improbable thing, and you're just like you just expected to go with it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I love it so much, but when you transform from a whip to the cane and your character does that, like, pop on the ground, that doesn't make any physical sense whatsoever, but boy, is it satisfying. (laughs) Can you imagine, though, if every time you transformed it back into the cane, your guy had to go, like, actually fit the pieces back together and kind of click it in and move a little (laughs) slider to lock it down? Every time you transform it, it's a a 20-minute process of your character (laughs) sitting down and, like, getting out some oils and some some sort of gloves to be able to handle the blades. Yeah, yeah. I like that that your guy – because I do a little, like, very light role-playing when I play these games. So, like, for this, I was like, I made my lady. I gave her some little glasses. I was like, oh, this is a professor going to figure out, like, what's going on. This is, like, Lady Indiana Jones. Uh figuring out the situation so like i was like oh kane is perfect because this is a victorian professor type person uh and so i was like oh yeah cool so you're expected to be holding this thing that is a cane that you use like as a walking stick or presumably you are meant to that is also a sword that is also a whip (laughs) why did they why were you giving old people this (laughs) I yeah, mean, y'all, exactly. y'all, why was this standard issue? Like, this is a terrible idea. Like, if you had, <laughs> if a bunch of old people in, you know, New York City had this weapon, there would be so many deaths. Like, you know oh, that man. they would just be killing young people all over the place. I'll tell you what, though. Nobody would be on anyone else's lawns. That's for goddamn sure. Nobody would be on anyone's <laughs> lawn. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was fun. Like, but it's another thing where, like, after... I'm not going to – I really enjoyed going to Kanehurst. I thought Kanehurst was really fun. I also played it weirdly out of order to where when I went to um, uh, Witch Village – what was it called? Uh, the Hamwick Charnel Lane. Yes, yes. When I went to Witch Village, I had already killed Rom the Vacuous Spider. 
which also fuck that fight. That fight is terrible. <laughs> that is a shockingly poorly designed fight. <laughs> did you uh, did you play the chalice dungeons at all? Did you do any of the optional content? Uh, I did the first chalice dungeon mm-hmm. because I thought, oh, I should probably see what this is, um, and I thought the bosses were cool, but that was it. And I was like, ah, I probably don't need to do any of the rest of this. It's fair. There's a there's a there's a rom fight in the uh, in the chalice dungeons. So mm-hmm. picture that rom fight, except you're in an enclosed space instead of a completely open space, and there's like six pillars everywhere. Not oh. everywhere. There's like six pillars, and there's like like it's. <laughs> It's a much more enclosed fight, and it's. I find it easier. Some people think it's the like absolutely the worst. Because so. you, if you were enclosed, you could kind of kite the little spiders around and let the pillars block them, maybe. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I hated that. I I um, probably played it twenty times and couldn't get past the second phase. So I just looked up what is the best cheesing strategy for this thing. Upgraded the shit out of my flamethrower. And did not feel bad about just just doing that to get by because I was like I'm not having fun with this thing. Sure. Yeah. My uh, my favorite moment from Rom is uh, my wife happened to be watching me uh, mm-hmm. while I was playing that, and that's that's kind of a common. You got to keep her there. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it could happen sometimes. Like she'll be reading on the couch while I'm playing a video game, and mm-hmm. normally normally like you kind of mentioned this earlier, you get a lot of video game done video games done when your wife is out of the out of the house and i do as well because if she's in the house like i kind of want to hang out with her but like when there's yeah. a new souls game all bets are off and she knows that so <laughs> like, sorry babe you're your second now for a little while until yeah. i finish this game uh anyway we were she was watching me and like the presentation of that fight is so cool like you go in and like it's just standing That's there true. and like you try to hit it and the spiders spawn up and then so like i killed all the spiders and um i like did the first phase and it teleported, and I, I think I said out loud, like, he better not be getting any more fucking spiders in this fight. And then, of course, the spiders <laughs> fall down. And my wife looked over, and he goes, he got some fucking spiders. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <clears throat> that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's, it, it's a, it's, I mean, Bloodborne, I can definitely see it. I know people that really, really don't like Bloodborne. Uh, yeah. Or, or like, I'll you tell know, you one thing. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, my wife was sitting with me. Same thing, she was reading, I was playing Bloodborne. And I was in um, Nightmare of Mensis, I mm-hmm. want to say. Uh, and I got to the room. I don't I don't like bugs. Like, bugs are a thing for me. I don't care for bugs. There's an awful lot of bugs in Bloodborne, so thanks for that. Um, but when... For, the first time I saw Patches, I screamed. Like, when I saw it came up behind him and he was a <laughs> spider, I was like, I'm going to have to kill this thing. And, I, and it, like, kept not aggroing. But then when it moved, I screamed like a child. Um, but the first time I walked into a room and all of the spiders had people faces, uh, I my wife was reading on the sofa. Like I was like, okay, no big deal. I'm going to kill this bug. Like I've already killed a load of bugs. It got up to me to attack and had a person face. And I went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> my, wife, my wife jumped like out of her seat. I was like, oh my god, what's wrong? I was like, the bug has a people face! <laughs> And a really stupid haircut. <laughs> and a really surprisingly bad haircut. Do we know who those people are supposed to be? Is that anyone? Is that meant to look like anyone? No, um, the the only other character in the Souls games that has that, that dumb bull haircut is uh, Petrus from Dark Souls 1. Um, yeah. The, the guy that you meet in Firelink, uh, who eventually kills uh, Rhea. But I don't know that that's a direct, like, I don't know that you could say, like, that they're related whatsoever. But yeah, that's... Mm. 
I don't. I, the, the, your guess, I mean, my guess is always like they were obviously that church or that school or what have you. Like they were obviously using people to do like crazy rituals. So like somebody somewhere was like, "What if we put a person head on a spider body and see what happens?" Like maybe that'll call an old one down. Like I, that's the only thing I can think of in my head. Like these, <clears throat> like these awful Nazi science experiments. Exactly, like giant spiders, but with spiders and and people heads. Yeah, I oh, <laughs> don't the care worst. for it in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, I I watched uh, after I beat that game. I watched uh, like a, a lore explanation of the endings, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, you gained all this insight so much so that the um, moon presence couldn't even because it went through all the endings couldn't even like just make you into the new Garmin. Like, you, you became the new moon presence, essentially. And I yep. was like, why does learning stuff make me into a slug? Like, <laughs> that there's a disconnect there that I do not understand. Yeah, the uh, the, the DLC does a thing where it basically, um, in, in the main game, like, the, the origin of all of this stuff is presented as, like, the, the chalice dungeons. Like, they, they dug underground yeah. and found this weird civilization. Um, the DLC presents a alternate origin story for that. That is mm-hmm. is way, 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 way more interesting than stuff in the Chalice Dungeons, um, and and gives you like an idea of what happened before that. That I actually think kind of it helps explain like some of the stuff that happens in the ending of the main game. Like you get a you get a much better handle on Gervin's motivations in this whole thing, and like why he's a why he's sad daddy in the in the yeah. main game. But uh, can I yeah, tell you like, a dumb thing I did in that? Absolutely. The first the first time I got to the Hunter's Dream, I could not figure out how to leave the Hunter's Dream. Mm-hmm. I feel like that I cannot be the only person that this has happened to. But like nothing, I was I couldn't get into the house. The doll w- wasn't talking because I didn't mm-hmm. have any insight yet. Um, the, none of the doors would open. The only thing that was there was German sitting behind the house, and in a wheelchair, not speaking to anything. So I killed him. Sure. As, as, as you would. Nothing still happened. He just kind of yelled and then disappeared. Um, and I don't know how that affected the rest of my game because he would show up periodically in the house, but only like two or three times when he had new information to impart. So obviously the game needs him to be around for certain points. Yeah. But he was never again in the back of the house. And... Like, only showed up, like I said, two or three times through the entire rest of, like, a 50-hour game or whatever. I've never... So uh, I don't know if there was more dialogue I didn't get or what was going on. But he was also at the end. So, like, who knows what the canon explanation is for me having stabbed (laughs) this wheelchair-bound guy in the back. Like, well, it's two hours into my first playthrough. It's the, uh, like, the, I think the accepted canon is that, like, the moon presence is the one responsible for keeping this dream of the of the hunter's dream alive. Mm-hmm. Specifically keeping German alive. Like, he's kind of holding all this stuff together. And yeah. like, even if you kill him, the moon presence is going to bring him back. You haven't, I don't think you missed any dialogue or anything. Every once in a while, uh, during the course of the main game, he'll show up behind the, the house again. Mm-hmm. And, like, but all he'll do is, like, sob and, like talk about like how shitty his past is and like that's that's about all he does like he, not even you know like he doesn't even give really exposition shitty. like he just like sobs it's like oh no it was so bad like that's all he says hmm. poor poor guy <clears throat> i bet you his life was really shitty it actually isn't like german is a super shitty guy 
Oh. Again, the DLC, like if you if you get time, like a, uh, like a, a let's play of the DLC or uh, like a, a lore video of the DLC is, is probably worth your time, like just to oh, just yeah. to see it because th- it's the best content of the game. But I can totally, I'm not going to tell you to go play it, like if you didn't really dig the the main game. So. <laughs> I you know uh, what I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm not that dude. Like, oh no, you'll definitely like this. <laughs> go spend twenty dollars and ten hours of your time on a game that you probably didn't like, <laughs> care for that much. Yeah, especially when there's, you know, I got Lords of the Fallen to get through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God forbid, <laughs> I don't want to take you away from Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> oh my God, it's such a nightmare. Oh, yeah. It just controls so badly, and you can see what they're going for, and they just don't get there. Nope, not at all. Um, <laughs> well, Alex, thank you very much for coming on the podcast and, and spending the time with me. I, I, I very much appreciate it. Can you uh, tell the internet where they could where they could find you? Yeah, if you want to um, like tweet at me and tell me how big of a piece of scum I am for not liking Bloodborne, <laughs> don't don't uh, do that, can... <laughs> <laughs> listeners. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. I'm a, I'm a nice guy, and you can find me on Twitter uh, at jalex, uh, which reminds me, Jeremy, I have a very funny story about that, but it like it doesn't have any place in the podcast. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, you can find me at jalex. Um, I used to have a podcast a couple of years ago called There You Are, um, which you can still find in iTunes. Uh, it's very funny. Uh, just a comedy kind of two bros talking podcast, uh, which very clearly charts my life in a weird way that we weren't expecting from being crazy broke, just out of college, almost homeless, to moving to Europe and getting married. It's very, like a very clear arc happens there. <laughs> Uh, it's not really it's like a going the, concern anymore, but it's sort of sort of fun to listen to anyway. It's like the first season of a TV show that got canceled. Like, okay, now we just not we just don't know what happened after that. He moved to Europe, got married, lived happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what if Friends ended when Chandler went to Yemen? Okay, <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a that's a deep cut on a Friends reference, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they, I mean, I, I, they, Ireland doesn't make a lot of homegrown TV, so Friends is still rerun here every single day. I think, uh, I think they're, I think like TBS is still showing Friends over here. So don't like I've seen, I've seen a Friends episode in the last like year on some like wow. it's it in a waiting doesn't hang somewhere. up super well. Doesn't hold up super well, does it? No, no, man, that's some '90s ass clothing in those in that in that show. Jesus, oh, it's bad. Those haircuts, good Christ. I know. Um, but this isn't this isn't don't give up Chandler. This is don't give up skeletons. So. <laughs> yeah, which let me just say is one of my favorite names of a podcast ever. Thank you. I wish I wish I could take credit for it. Um, as, oh. as as listeners might know, uh, CJ from Swin Humanities was on the podcast, and I recorded with him. He was one of my first episodes that I recorded, even though I waited to release it for a while. And uh, I, as we were recording, or right before we, rec- we recorded. He was like, what are, you, what are you going to name this thing? And I, I told him, like, my two ideas for a name. And he literally said, like, that's rubbish. You should name it Don't Give Up Skeleton. And I was like, you're absolutely right. You were 100% right. Never would have occurred to me. Thank you very much. Done, done, done. So, yeah. All well, my love yeah, and thanks to CJ for, cool. for naming my show. Well, yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter. And if you – if um, I'm just going to pimp where I work real quick. Uh, I work for uh, an LGBT youth group in in Dublin, and if you have ten bucks and you want to give it to belong to, we, it would be very very helpful, and you could actually improve someone's life. So yeah, just belongto.org. Give give us some money if you have money. If not, like you know, don't feel bad about it. Excellent. 
Um, as always, this has been Don't Give Up Skeleton. I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast on Twitter at DGUS Podcast. We are also on Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter, and probably other social networks between now and then that have been invented. Um, basically, if you search Don't Give Up Skeleton on any social network, I will try to make sure I'm there. If you want to come on the podcast like Alex did, uh, send me an email at dguspodcast at gmail.com or send me a message on one of the aforementioned social networks and we will get you on the podcast. And remember, don't give up, Skeleton. Don't give up, Skeleton. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry, I didn't know we'll if that was my place. Next time. <laughs> no, you're, you're perfect. You're perfect. <laughs> awesome. Uh, awesome. That was great. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, thanks, man. I had a really good time. Yeah, this was, this was awesome.